Welcome back to the next episode of Sexed and the City. In this episode, me and one of my longtime best friends dive into Carrie's question on secret sex. Carrie wonders how many of us are having great sex with people we are ashamed to admit to our friends. We talk about if secret sex is the ultimate form of intimacy or just another way we deny feelings and compartmentalize our lives. We wonder if we've ever been the cheese girl per the episode and talk introducing your lovers or someone you're dating to your friends, um, going through people's stuff in a relationship, and fetishes and pleasing your partner. I had so much fun interviewing with Scott, who we've known each other since we were like 10 years old, and we even have some secret sex stories about one another that we try not to dive into too much to kind of call out the other a lot on the show, but it definitely gets brought up, and so listen up if you want some dirt on us both. Hey everybody, we are here today to record the episode of Sex in the City where Carrie discuss secret sex. I have one of my very best friends that I grew up with since we were like 10 years old. We have plenty of stories of each other about oh, do we? secret sex. Um, so here's my friend Scott and let's open this discussion with Who are you going to be addressing this episode as? What character of Sex and the City do you feel like you relate with the most? You know, honestly, from this episode, when I really think about it, I you know, everybody wants to be the Samantha in this, but I don't think that I am. I fully, fully feel the Charlotte vibes of this episode from her experience with the art director, right? (laughs) Okay, okay. I get that. And by Charlotte and the art director, you mean in this episode where she is having some secret sex with someone where she goes <laughs> to view their art by? Yeah, you know, I think that that, like, spontaneity really speaks to the secret sex episode. It's like, it's not necessarily something that I would want to tell all of my friends that I did, but it's such a, like... It's a hot secret It's for sensual, yourself. exactly. Yeah. Like, it feels, it feels a little naughty. Yeah, which I think is kind of the basis of this episode is the question that Carrie asked is how many of us are having great sex with people we are ashamed to admit to our friends, which we can call each other out a few times on this. This is my favorite story for our friendship. Okay, full disclosure, Scott used to tell this story to everyone that he introduced us to about me and my secret sex encounter. I didn't realize it was inappropriate until it was called out to me that maybe I shouldn't be saying this all the time. Like, it shouldn't be the punchline of why me and Sam are best friends. Why we relate to each other. And I was finally like, you have to stop telling people this about me. This cannot be like, meet my friend Sam, let me tell you XYZ about her personal life. About her very personal sexual life. And as soon as it was called out to me, I realized, oh my god, why is this my punchline? This is not something that you just share with random people that you don't know yet. Yeah. I think it's definitely something we bonded over on a, on a, we were already friends and I think this kind of brought us closer as like we Absolutely. were Absolutely. We had so much dirt on it. That's the, the mark of a true friendship when you have dirt, enough dirt to where you can't ever cross them. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it having dirt on somebody, but I feel like we were friends because we like got it in the sense like 
we were people that other people may not have understood, but we could understand each other on that level, if that makes No, it totally makes sense. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, I was a total little weirdo. I'm glad that we could bond over the fact that we were a little bit different. Yeah, and I think we bond about that now as, like, we almost felt... Like, we feel so close now because, like, realizing now, like, in high school, we may have felt different, but we were actually, like, ahead of that time and how open-minded we were and more progressive. Not necessarily to say, like, progressive in politics, but just how non-judgmental we ended up being. And maybe that wasn't something we realized then. Yeah, I think that's probably, like, it was a pure form of, like, understanding. Like, me and you were doing different things, but... It was a, like a, I don't know, a little taboo, I guess. Well, mine was a lot taboo for LaGrange, Georgia. But. I think mine was a lot taboo for <laughs> LaGrange, Georgia. <laughs> so, okay. Aside from that secret sex, um, I honestly think from our secret experiences, I would say to parents now, if any are listening, that don't tell your kids not to see someone because as we were just saying... It being taboo makes it more sexy and makes you want to do it more. I think that's probably true. I think even from that episode, it makes it like, like even the way that they're referencing, like I was an Episcopalian with a Jew, like what would my parents say? Like that made them feel like they were doing something that was really angsty. And in reality, that's really like, that's not angsty. Yeah, that's the Charlotte in the episode. But it was also like... If my parents didn't want me to see someone, I just wanted to date them more. It was that much more appealing. That makes total sense. So, do you think... Do you think that kind of relates to sexual chemistry versus, like, friend chemistry? I don't know, because, like, have you ever... I mean, like, for example, for me, when I first moved here, like, I met this guy at West Elm, and there was, like, no social chemistry but there was so much sexual chemistry but it wasn't like a taboo thing it was just like that's literally the only thing we connected on yeah whether it's taboo or not right like I don't know that that was necessarily like a taboo as much as it was like we picked a certain part of our like personalities that clicked thinking back on it I would say I had mixed kind of reactions with sexual chemistry with some people I think they were just taboo so I was into it because it was like I wasn't supposed to and then I did date one guy for a while that I felt like I had great sexual chemistry with but I wasn't into him so much as the long term but I don't know if it was the sexual chemistry because it was taboo and I know my parents were like you can't see him. Uh, is that like the the like dirty boy tattoo vibes that we all think is really sexy is that Maybe. why we think it's hot because we know that our parents wouldn't like it <laughs> I feel like that was kind of my problem growing up. (laughs) Like, don't tell me not to do something because then I will do it. But then I've also had guys I've connected with on such a great level, and I'm like, I adore you so much, and I definitely love you as a friend, but together long-term, I'm not sure we would have that sexual chemistry. That's totally fair. I think that even goes back to that, like, person that I was talking about at my first job, like... If you can only have one facet with somebody, is it... Like, I think that's why you keep them secret. Because they're not ever going to be a full part of your life. Like, it's not like when you find the one and they, like, check off multiple boxes. Like, it's a little compartmentalized part of your life that, like, maybe you don't necessarily want to tell your friends about. It's not that you're ashamed. It's just... What would be the point? What? Yeah, what's the point? Because you're never going to be a whole part of my life. Which maybe we did skip ahead and start diving into it full force (laughs) in this episode because we know each other so well. But so, in this episode, Carrie runs into 
a friend that she knows who's on a date with a woman that he specifically takes her to this restaurant because he is embarrassed by her. He says they have great sex, but she's like the cheese girl counter at a grocery (laughs) store. And he's like, I'd never date her. I'd never take her seriously. She's the cheese girl, but we just have this amazing chemistry, which is kind of where all of these questions come from as to like people you're embarrassed by, but you have chemistry with and who you would date or not. And so one of the main questions of this episode is, is secret sex the ultimate form of intimacy since it exists in a pure state exempt from judgment? I kind of think, yeah. Oh, I think totally. Yeah, because, like, if you're thinking, well, I, well, I have to, like, do that, like, separator and say, like, that's problematic that he, like, was embarrassed about somebody that he actually had a connection with. Yeah. That may have been, like, a little TV show-esque because I would hope that my friends never would hide someone from me because they were, like, felt like they were inadequate to be in our friend group. Yeah. But that being said, like, that compartmentalization of pure sexual chemistry versus like actually wanting to be with that person I totally get it I totally get that like that is the ultimate form of intimacy I definitely think like I've been with people who maybe I would be a little hesitant to bring around my friends at first because I'm like oh you're not what people would expect from me you're not what I expect for myself but we have great chemistry can I ask is it like because like are you scared that your friends might not think he's attractive or is it like a different thing I definitely think that. I kind of think, I mean, even back then when it was more of a secret versus now when you go out with people, I kind of think there's, is this someone I can bring around my friends? That's fair, actually. Like, I think that a lot. I think, like, are you someone that I get along with? And I think that's number one. Do I get along with you? Are we hitting off on this date? But I'm also like, do I feel, are you someone I could ever feel okay bringing around my friends are you someone I'm going to be embarrassed by do you say things that maybe I could get over but wouldn't fly with my friends Ooh, that's so fair like thinking about how they're going to be socially if yeah. they embarrass you that's because a huge thing at the end of the me. day they walk away from that but that's your friends yeah Ugh. so I definitely I don't mean it as a secret aspect, but I'm thinking moving forward in the long run. Are you someone that integrates with my life? And I think you kind of have to think about the full picture. And maybe you can have some side piece that is like, oh, the sex is great. I would never introduce you. But I think you kind of have to be on the same page with that. Right. Like, I I don't feel like I'm lying to my friends if I, if I hadn't told them about someone that I was, I mean, let's not even put the term dating on it. If I'm just having random sex with someone, is that really significant enough to bring up, like, how was your day? Oh, well, I had anonymous sex with this person I barely know. I don't know that that, like, paints me in the best pictures. <laughs> like, I don't know if, like, that's something that you just talk about. Yeah, and it, at what point... I feel like it's also a conversation with them. Like, you have to make sure everyone is on the same page. Am I your secret... But would you be... Okay, am I your secret sex, but also am I offended to be your secret sex? Like, that's definitely... Oh, like, like if I was at, if I was in the place of the cheese girl. Yeah. I would be mortified. If you were the cheese girl, I would be... Like, I would be so embarrassed and mortified, and you don't think I'm more than that just because I'm the cheese girl, but I bring you all this pleasure? Right. I and mean, I gave you great examples of different cheeses from behind the counter. I obviously know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm a connoisseur <laughs> of cheeses, and you're embarrassed about me? <laughs> Maybe I haven't landed in Italy yet, but I'm still good at my job. <laughs> right. Like, give me a break. I don't know. I just, I don't, 
that would like if I was the cheese girl, that would I would be horribly offended. Like, why are you embarrassed to be out with me? That is not somebody that I would want to be around. I yeah, I definitely think we're coming at this position of we are not the cheese girl, but I've probably been the cheese girl. Oh, we've all been the cheese girl. Everyone has been the cheese girl. Where <laughs> <laughs> you are hooking up with somebody and they are embarrassed to bring you around your friends, like. You want to know why you haven't met his friends and why you don't know more about his life? You are the cheese girl. I am telling you this right now. I just realized that we were coming at this from the angle of, like, we were the mean girl, but we have all been the cheese girl. All right. Maybe when we were hanging out at the softball fields late at night, (laughs) we were the cheese girl. Actually, maybe we were. Okay. Before we knock each other too much (laughs) and call each other out more than we'd like to... (laughs) Let's move on as to whether do we think this is just another way we deny our feelings for people and compartmentalize our lives. Like, for example, in this episode, Miranda decides to go through someone's stuff after she hooks up with him and he leaves the apartment, which, for one, I would say... (laughs) Do not ever go through someone's stuff. You, If you are looking for stuff to find, you're going to find something that seems like red flags to you, even if it's not really something. Um, but, like, even... That's my whole thing. Like, I, I can honestly say I've never been through... I've dated Brian for almost, what, three years now? I've never been through his phone. I've never, like, went through his drawers or, like, went through his computer. I don't think that you should... If you feel the need to go through somebody's stuff to look for dirt, you probably them. shouldn't date them. Like, you probably... There's a level of trust you need to have for someone... There's a level of trust, and there's also a level of, I don't want to know. Or it's just the privacy of it. Like, there's nothing that I wouldn't want Brian to see in here, but if I knew that, like, he went on a weird search and, like, went through all my coat pockets, and so it just feels, it feels strange, right? It feels such a violation of privacy, whether you know there's anything there for them to find or not. And I'm even talking from, like, a long-term standpoint. This was a one-night stand that Miranda just decided to... Miranda hooks up with this guy one time. (laughs) He leaves the apartment. She frantically goes through his stuff. She finds that he is into spanking videos and is, like, kind of turned off by it. Like, she feels like it's a red flag, which I don't under... Like, that's a fetish. Everyone has a fetish. I don't understand why you're turned off by it. Really? that Like, on the grand scheme of fetishes... If I found out my partner like That's spanking, mild. okay, like fine, like you like, like spanking my. I also kind of feel like Miranda, like calm down, don't knock it until you try it. Absolutely, like maybe you're into it, like maybe you like the whole spank. You never know, like if she hasn't tried it, give it a little go. I mean, maybe not bring it up on the second date after you've raided his closets. I would 1,000% say don't bring it up after you're going to give yourself away that you went through all of his drawers Because she even, like, if I remember, she, like, even did the weird eyebrow raise. She was like, you want to go have a spanking? And, like, did this weird eyebrow thing, like, obviously insinuating that she went through his stuff. Obviously, he knows at that point, you went through his stuff, you were crazy. You were then (laughs) the crazy bitch that everyone thinks you are. Ugh. Never give your crazy away, people. Not at, at least not on the second date. At least not on the second date. Like, you have to make sure they're hooked at that <laughs> point. You can show your crazy, but make sure they're in. Like, make sure they are in to deal with your crazy highs and lows <laughs> all the way. But I do want to talk about this. Like, she brings it up as in a way she's come to terms with he's into spanking and maybe she's into trying it. How do you feel about fetishes for pleasing another person? Oh, absolutely. Like, I've never, you know, I actually, if Brian were to come to me and say that he had a specific fetish that he wanted to live out, 
A, I would feel grateful that he came to me. Like, I'm glad that we're going to talk about this. And I think that I would be turned on by the fact that, like, it turned him on. It doesn't matter as long as it's not something outrageous and that I'm going to get hurt in. Yeah. If you're into it, it would make me feel into it. I think that's part of sex is, like, you were there to please one another. And if this is something that pleases your partner, granted it not be, like, too out of the world and too crazy, like, by all means, yes. Like, let's try it together. Let's figure this out. Um, And I think that's kind of where couples get into a miscommunication is they've been dating a while and then their couple comes to them with like this thing that they feel is out of the normal it's just not them that's not who I dated but I think a lot of people are ashamed to bring their fetishes to the table and I think no just like bring it to the table own it and kind of work together through it that's part of relationships that's a relationship that's what it is you're supposed to be my best friend and my confidant like I would have no problem with him coming to me with something that he wanted to try that's so silly I hope nobody feels like that in a relationship. Yeah, you shouldn't feel like that in a relationship. And, like, surely there's something, like, you're into that maybe you've wanted to bring up, and that's kind of the time to bring it up, is, like, they should want to turn you on, and you should want to turn them on, even if it's something, maybe it's not your favorite thing, but, like, you do it for them because seeing them turned on turns you on. And I think that's kind of what needs to happen a little more. Right, I like what you said about, like, the whole point of sex is, like, making your partner happy. I feel like people forget that. I feel like that's a very, like, evolved feeling to remember that, like, you're not just trying to get off yourself. You Yeah. Are... I mean, by all means, get yourself off. <laughs> right. Make sure you are getting your suit, but at the same time, there's something so hot about sex is knowing you're pleasing that other person. Exactly. And, like, you do it for them. Like, that's kind of the point. It's such a turn on. Absolutely. Okay. So fantasies make your partner's fantasies happen i don't care what they are no i do kind of care what they are there's some stuff that is yeah just there's super some weird. stuff like i'm not gonna do but if he but wants spanking come spanking on that is all mild. things like the reaction that they gave him the show about a spanking come on it's not granted i mean i know that was what it's almost been 20 years right it, it's been that 20 season years. one was 98 yeah, i don't but spanking's like mild form now all right I will say signs that maybe things were a little too far as if he wants to bring, like, a goat into the bedroom. I was going, like, baby diaper, like... Oh, that's kind of weird. That would be... Like, that. I don't know why that's where my brain went, but I'm not doing that. Like, I don't want to go... But a spank? Okay, whatever. Spanking, yes. Most fetishes, completely normal. Embrace your partner's fetishes. Help them live it out. That way they're doing it with you and not someone else, if anything. Amen. There you go. Let's let's play around together. (laughs) Let's, Let's figure this one out. Okay, so let's move on from fetishes before <laughs> people get too uncomfortable. Let's talk about other awkward moments you can have outside of the bedroom with people, which would be, okay, in this episode, Carrie is with Mr. Big, mm-hmm. and they run into his friends, and he doesn't introduce her, and she freaks out. Like, what do you think that means? If you're with someone, and they run into their friends, and they're like, they just don't introduce you at all. Okay, well, I think to address the elephant in the room, like, I feel like that situation felt very uncomfortable, but I think now that we all, like, I mean, God, every millennial is, like, has social anxiety, so you kind of sometimes forget to introduce people, so at this point, I make it an effort to always, like, I don't wait to be introduced like she did, I kind of always throw myself in there to cut the awkwardness, I guess. Yeah, just like, oh, hey, I'm Samantha, by the way. Exactly, because if that happened, that is so awkward, I would, I, like... 
I understand why she acted the way that she did. That was very uncomfortable. Well, he doesn't even address that she's standing there, and I think that's part of it. And later he goes back and says, I couldn't remember that guy's name, which is why I didn't introduce you. I tell my friends, I'm so bad with names all the time. I'm, like, whispering to my friends. I'm, like, I'm going to introduce you to somebody because I don't know their name. So just, like, it's, I introduce think everybody yourself. does that. Well, that's the easiest way to learn somebody's name is to throw your friends into the situation and then they have to introduce themselves. Yeah, you go, like, oh, by the way, this is Carrie. And then they'll introduce themselves. So then you've completely evoked a social faux pas. I I think she's more worried about the title, and I think that's why she makes it awkward, which... It's Carrie, okay? We all know she's not my favorite <laughs> character from previous statements I've made as she overanalyzes everything. And I think she's worried about the title. I think Mr. Big could kind of be like, oh, this is Carrie. But I think she's waiting to see the title that she names. Maybe that was more it. But that, but that was like the second date. Do you have a title on the second date? I don't think you have a title for like six months in New York. That's fair. It takes a while. But I think you're right. I think like we're looking at this from like a foresight kind of view. But if you're in that situation, you're anxious about what we are, what's going on. I can completely see like getting so in your head about it. Yeah. And I think that's where she kind of was, was in her head. us like, why isn't he introducing me? Personally, if I'm out with a guy, maybe it's our second or third date and we run into someone he knows, I would expect him to be like, this is Sam, but I don't expect a title. And if you tell me, if you're like, oh, this is Sam or whatever, I'm going to introduce myself to get your name. And I feel like maybe that is what they need because I just assume everyone's as bad as names that I am. Even if you forget, like, I think my big standout from that is even if I forget someone's name, it's never polite to not introduce someone that you're with. Like, that is an automatic, every time I'm out with people, I always introduce. Like, you don't have to say, like, this is Samantha, my third cousin on my mom's. Like, you have to, you just say, like, this is Sam. Yeah. I it's think so that's easy. kind of the crux of the question that Carrie's struggling with is she's not getting introduced as anyone. She didn't get introduced at all, but I think she's struggling with the part is she didn't get introduced as anyone significant to Mr. Big. So, bottom line, I don't, if you're out with someone, you're dating, it's early, don't feel the need to introduce them as your friend or as someone you're dating, as your girlfriend, just say their name. Like, surely you know that. <laughs> that That's like the major thing that I don't understand. Why couldn't he have just said, this is, this Carrie, is Carrie, period. <laughs> I mean, I have gone out with people and I've known their first name, but I haven't known their last name. I actually went back to this guy's apartment one time and I had no idea what his <laughs> last name was. So I waited until he went to the bathroom and I went through all of his mail. Oh my God, so, you pulled a Miranda. You went through his shit. <laughs> I, I didn't go through his stuff. It was like his mail sitting out on the counter, but I really didn't know this guy's last name. And I was just trying to figure it out. I Is think, that crazy? No, because I think one of the good things, like, the benefit of being gay is that we can call everybody girl. And if I don't remember anybody's name, i just like, hey, girl, I need you to meet my friend Sam. And then they would say their name, and then I would have it for the rest of the night. It's a total, it works. I can't do that. I think you could. I can't go up to some guy and be like, what's up, girl? We could be like, hey, babe. That's true. I think if someone... Pet names, as pet long names, as they're not, like, uncomfortable pet names... You can use it to get someone's name that you've forgotten. I will agree with that. And I've probably done it for like, hey, babe, like, hey, hon, can you like go grab me XYZ? Um, 
All right, so this is the kind of way to get around not knowing names. Do you know what else I do? Like, if I can't remember if I've met someone, I always say, nice to see you. That works, too. Versus nice to meet you again. Because you never know. Exactly. Ah, I always say, nice to see you. Okay. Because that works either way. If you've never met them, it's nice to see them. If you've met them multiple times, maybe a little drunk and you don't remember them, nice to see you always works. I feel like everyone I meet, I meet them twice. Mostly because I'm drunk the first time. Sometimes it's because I have on glasses and that really throws people. Oh, that's fair. That really throws people off. I feel like I don't remember faces a lot of the time. Like, I need to meet someone, like, a couple of times before I remember. That's That's awful. I don't think it's awful. I'm very (laughs) bad at, like, names and faces and meeting people where I'll be like, oh, I know I know them, but I don't know from where or if we've actually met. Have I taken the time to... (gasps) Oh, my God, that's so fair. Like, what if you accidentally know someone from social media? Like, ooh... And you said, like, nice to see you, and then you know too much about, yeah, that would that would be strange. Social media has changed things. I think it, like, influencers, I think people think they know them, but they've never met them. Right. Okay, let's talk about the thought that's on everyone's mind. Sex on a first date. Should you do it or should you not do it? Does it change anything if you sleep with someone on the first date or if you sleep with them on the fifth date or if you sleep with them on the tenth date? That's a hard one, actually, I think. I think it depends. Like, to me, sex on the first date doesn't necessarily... It's not a big deal. If the chemistry is there and you both want to do it, That I don't think that that says anything about you being easy or the fact that like this is going to be done quickly but then I also get when people wait like if you want to wait wait but I don't think there's anything wrong with sex on the first date like in a way I don't feel like there should be a difference between sex on the first date the fifth the tenth date um as Samantha points out in the show it's just as easy to break up with someone after the first date as it is with his tenth date but I have actually ended up in a situation where me and the guy met that night um and we kind of hit it off and it was like we'll see each other again but we got stuck in a situation where he had to stay in my apartment and so he came back with me and I shut him down I shut him down I was like we're not having sex this isn't happening like I don't know you and and we did keep to see each other after that and afterwards he was like had you slept with me that night I never would have called you again wow and he said that to my face. So ever since he said that to them, I've kind of thought about it in that way. That feels that feels like that person's prerogative. That feels very unfair. Like, what does that say about them as a person? I mean, I definitely think, like, he was after it that night. That's what he had in mind. Mm. But I'm also like, what does that say about me? Am I that girl? Do I look like I would go home with you on your first date? Does it matter if I would even? I think that's where the problem lies for me because it doesn't matter. Like, it wouldn't matter if you wore a low-cut reveal. Like, the naked dress that she wore. It wouldn't matter if you wore that. The naked dress, everybody. (laughs) This is the episode with the naked dress where Carrie sleeps with Big. And she blames it on her naked dress because the dress makes her look naked. Duh. But she looks flawless i feel like she should not have been like i felt like she was upset about wearing that dress that's iconic she looked amazing like you should she should hold power in the sexuality like she owned that night why would you think that you've ruined something by being a sexual being okay i think this comes back to i don't know if it's so much a guy thing as it is a girl thing but looking like you're asking for it Ugh, i hate that that's not fair. Wear what you want to wear. Wear what makes you feel sexy and good. And I don't feel like 
that should mean you sleep with him on the first date or the 10th date. It should be like you feel comfortable and you should not look like you're asking for it. Yes means yes and no means no, people. Like that that dress is iconic. Like the low back of that. Like it's just, it fits her body like a glove. She looks amazing in it. I feel like that's not asking for anything. She looks very stylish. I just, I that stinks for women that they have to think about that. Like, is this outfit cute or is it slutty or is it, am I asking for it? That's not fair. Yeah. It's not, it's not fair when you're getting ready. You shouldn't be like, well, if anything happens and I'm assaulted, does it look like I'm asking for it? That's insane. Women should not ever have to think about that. And like big sees the dress and he's like, yes, babe, but she wants him too. And I feel like in that situation, it's fine. They, are both into it. Right. Like, it, I don't feel like his reaction to it was problematic. She wore it for him, and he responded to it. She wore it for herself, too, because she Absolutely. felt good in the dress. That's a good point. She wore it for herself and for him. Yeah. Like, I think it goes back to me and you when we were talking about earlier that we dress for each other for brunch. Like, I always make sure that I, like, have put on something really fashionable when I meet you out. Like, I think that's just, like, part of the fun of be it a friendship or a relationship. Like, we like to dress up for each other. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, because everything I put on, it's something I would wear normally, but also sometimes normally I would maybe wear jeans and a sweatshirt to brunch, whereas when I see you, it's an event, and I know we're going to have fun together, and so I put a little extra effort into it, and I think that's part of the fun of it, and I think Carrie gets that is she loves it, she's feeling good, she's going to go see her man, like... Why not? Why would she not want to feel sexual? Like, if she was going on a date, wear something sexual. It's fine. Or don't. Or wear something comfortable. Like, it's whatever you feel in that moment. Yeah, exactly. Like, dress for who you want to see. Dress for how you feel. Speaking of first dates, though. Okay, <laughs> this is their this is their actual first date. And Carrie's all torn up because they mm-hmm. sleep together. She blames it on the dress. I blame it on the fact that you two are feeling each other and there's nothing wrong with that um do you ever feel put off if someone seems too eager to ask you on a first date as much as I hate to admit it a little bit like I kind of want a little bit of the chase I like the little bit of aloofness I think it's part of the game I'm always thrown when someone's like I went on a first date with this guy and then he was like oh, well, it's the weekend. You're not doing anything tomorrow. I'm not doing anything tomorrow. Can we have another date tomorrow? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, calm down. Take a few steps back. Like, why do you want to see me so soon? What's wrong with you? But is it even like, because if someone did it to me in like a sexy way, like I'm seeing you tomorrow. Like if they just text and we're like, I'm seeing you tomorrow, we're going here. That feels different than what you just described. Mm. Maybe it's like a confidence thing. True. That sounds kind of hot. And like, I know, I'd be right? into like, it the way you just described it. I know, it. right? Like, if I wake up on Saturday and I have a message like, we have brunch plans, meet me at 3 o'clock at the Grange or something, like, absolutely, I would be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm canceling anything I have to do when I'm meeting you there. <laughs> I'm blushing even thinking about it. <laughs> so you think us versus how they come off versus how eager they seem to see you. Definitely. It's a confidence because thing. Because it's a confidence thing for sure. Because it feels like... I don't know. It feels like if they want you, if they want you that bad and they're being needy, it feels like they're filling a void in their life with you versus someone that actually like wants your company, wants to add to their life. 
Yeah, like if someone is like the very next day, oh, I want to see you again. I want to see you. I'm kind of like, do you not have a life? Do you not have plans? I have like all this stuff going on. I can't just drop everything I have to you. You must be like just not have a lot going on. Maybe that's like an evolutionary thing that we feel that way. I definitely think it's the confidence. I think it would be the confidence as to how somebody addressed it. Although I feel like in some ways I could also be turned off by someone telling me what I'm going to do. Depends on my mood. That's fair. I think there's a way about going about it. Like I don't want you to order for me. (laughs) Okay, but in a way I'm kind of curious. Does this not tie back to when people seem too eager to wanting to see you? That we always want the person who doesn't seem to want us back. I do this. I know I do this. I'm always into people more that don't seem to want me back. Ooh, you know what? I don't I don't know. I feel like I'm always drawn to the bad boy, but I don't think I want to date the bad boy. Like I think, <laughs> But I do like the bad boy, if that makes any sense. I get that. I just so a thing for women, I think every woman thinks she can be the new exception mm. and think she can change him and it'll be different this time. And I think that's kind of why they want the bad boys because they think they're the one for him. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Do you do this? No, because I know the bad boy's a bad boy. Like, I'm not trying to make him something he's not. You're like, I want one night of fun. And I know. Bye. Or maybe a couple of nights, but we don't have to, like, go to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like you as a person, but... <laughs> yeah. Maybe I think that's, like, if I'm thinking about it in my perspective, it's that, you know, sometimes people are compartmentalized in your life and it's not, I don't know if that's okay to say, but sometimes they're not worth, like, mentioning to your friends because if it's purely sexual, then I would feel a little uncomfortable, like, telling my friends about that person. How soon do you want to introduce someone to your friends? I feel like I don't want to introduce you to my friends until I feel like you're kind of going to be a study in my life. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've brought people around to you before that maybe it could have felt too soon, but I kind of need, I honestly need to know that my friends like the person that I'm dating. Yeah. That's so important to me because at the end of the day, I'm ride or die with my friends, but there are plenty of fish in the sea. I need to see how you react to them. I think that's true. And I think it kind of goes back to the beginning of like the whole entire secret sex question as to like, are you comfortable to bring them around your friends? And if you know that from the beginning, you know it's probably not going to turn into anything too serious if you're embarrassed from the get-go. But I think that's definitely a question I asked early in the beginning is, what's our chemistry? Are you someone I could ever bring around my life? For long, for considering long-term versus you don't see the light of day with me. Yeah, and there are some people, honestly, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> When I think about my past, some of those should be left at, like, the 11.30 booty call. Like, they don't need to be a part of my life. I think that's the best way to end this episode is to, like, our answer into the entire question of this episode about secret sex is, yes, it's